You're listening to another episode of Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you're going. Now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Good morning. Let's Talk Purpose Home Edition. Home Edition, yes. So still recovering from COVID-19 in our house, so not really quite safe to go out yet. So, um, and our producer is on vacation, but still uh, working everything from the background. Good morning, Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Can't see you, but we can hear you. He's like the voice from above. Hello. (laughs) How are you today, Brittany? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Better than you, you, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, I'm going to get this uh, shared to my um private page here all the things you know when we get started out here we have to do all the things i'm coming on my phone and i as we were kind of doing our sound check i was like everybody stop texting me i've got it on do not disturb i don't know why my texts are still coming through but they are so if you're listening (laughs) tune online and stop texting me (laughs) um how are you uh feeling you're you're kind of still (laughs) from the covid oh yeah covid can't (laughs) find yeah, can't find <laughs> COVID cannot find me. I'm uh, I'm laying low and um, staying away from people and just working, keep my head down, work. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that because a lot of people don't realize that you are also not just the narrator of my book. You are also not just BP Deddy, co-host of Let's Talk Purpose, but you are also. Um, what we call our business redirector in the form of kind of overseeing our all things new resale shop. And we have some changes for 2021. You want to share some of that with us? Sure. We um, have been working over this this break. Um, We took out home decor and we took out kitchen items to expand the clothing, shoes, accessories that most people come in for and that's what they're wanting. So we've expanded that. We've got, now I've got maternity scrubs, you know, kind of um, increase not only what we had, like there's more women's tops, there's more women's jeans and bottoms, but um, now we have some extra things as well. But we're also starting um, Thursday, we're starting Sip and Shop. So we will have coffee and tea available for our customers when they come in. Awesome. I love that. Um, And so donations now are limited to... Just the apparel, yes. accessories, no more home, yep. no more big furniture pieces, all of the things. Right. Um, now we're doing, yeah, clothes, shoes. If you got jewelry, belts, scarves, hats, that sort of thing. But um, none of the other stuff. No more electronics. Okay. No more yeah. Electronics. So a lot of people um, don't realize this. Like I'll kind of give the, the, uh, the uh, reality side of things a lot of people don't realize that we you know you think you're helping by dropping off a lot of your donations especially to some of your nonprofits. um but if it's things that we are not using we're not not selling um it actually costs us money to get rid of those things um and so we had to kind of really back up especially during covid when there were less people coming into the store um and really kind of say like where are we really getting our highest return from and apparel was it um accessories the children's clothes all of those things um, the home goods, all of those things was just taking up space in your store, taking up your time, checking all the products, making sure they're all working, making sure they're all clean, all of those things. And then when they don't sell, then we have to honestly, again, spend money to get rid of them. So I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, the shift that you're making really appreciate you. So how can we find the store and what are the hours? Okay. So we're going to be open Thursday, Friday, 10 to six and Saturday, 10 to three. We are at 200 North main street in Joshua. So just a couple blocks down from the police station. Um, yeah, we'll be there. Come see us. We're masked up. We're disinfecting all that good stuff. So, um, yep, it's going to be fun. Come sip and shop. I love it. I'm excited. Okay. So today we're going to, we kind of switched to the topic. I know last time we had talked about setting healthy boundaries, we're going to be talking about selling healthy boundaries within relationships. But given where I'm at in the last two weeks that I've um, drug through, and by drug through, I mean like literally drug through, (laughs) Um, I just felt it was apropos for us to talk about kind of um, coping with COVID and 
not just the physical components of COVID, but also the mental and the emotional and spiritual side of COVID. Um, and so it's been, um, it's um, my mom just tried to book a discovery call with me. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> mom, the other room, <laughs> my mom is still struggling with COVID. So she's on day 12. So I, I feel she had a really rough night. It checked on her through the night, but this morning she seems to be bouncing back. So we're excited about that. But um, I honestly was really shocked at um, the, maybe, I, maybe I've just been in a hole. Like, I feel like there's been a ton of information out there on COVID on obviously the physical aspects of it and how it affects you. But I was shocked at some of the mental and the emotional crazy that I experienced. Um, and so I feel like I would be doing a disservice if I didn't bring an awareness and kind of talk about that a little bit more. So if you're tuning in with us this morning, if you would give us a hello, give us a wave. Uh, we want to acknowledge you. If you have had COVID, let us know in the comments. If you are currently struggling with COVID, I know there are a lot of people who are in the midst of COVID. You will notice that throughout this um, talk show, I'm going to be taking deep breaths. I'm still, I'm on day 16. Today is probably the first day that I'm feeling um, somewhat back to normal. I have felt physically a little better the last two or three days, but still kind of in a lot of um, mental fog. So Elizabeth McLaren from Cincinnati is with us. Elizabeth is actually um, a nurse and has been working with patients in COVID. And so she's been a huge um, help for me just mentally and emotionally through this. So Elizabeth, I'll look forward to hearing your comments um, as we're kind of talking about some of these things. Amy Sanger, um, I believe she's on uh, day five or six, maybe seven. Amy, you can correct me in the comments. Uh, Liz, our trusty, my trusty um, PA had it before I'd had it, although I did not get it from her because we had not been around each other in 16 days when I got it. So because she had been quarantined. <clears throat> uh, she, Amy says she's down with the Rona. Um, lots of comments. Everybody's <laughs> commenting, which is good. Courtney Clary, good morning with you, for you to you this morning. Courtney Clary is actually going to be doing, um, she's going to be our heading up our praise team for the women's conference, February 5th and 6th. We're doing a Mastering Your Seasons women's conference. So more on that in a little bit. Um, Elizabeth says, truthfully, all illness has the potential to carry the same burden. I love that she's sharing that. Um, and I don't think we really recognize, uh, I, I really, my heart really went out to people who uh, are going through COVID and are in isolation and are quarantined. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally felt a release of just the happy healing hormones when my husband would touch me. I mean, when he would rub my back, uh, I say, thankfully we all had it in the house. So the good thing is, is we didn't have to quarantine from each other. So we got to kind of be each other's, um, physical and emotional support. Um, Amy said she's on day seven, Tammy Murphy. I know she is, uh, still really struggling with, with COVID right now as well. Emily from Cincinnati. Good morning. Yes, I am Kentucky. Sorry, the Northern Kentucky yeah. name correction. Uh, yes, I am resurrected. Um, so we have, um, throughout this show, we've got a couple of clips if, for people who have been watching some of the YouTube videos, um, that I put out actually while I was in the midst of, I think I was like day maybe 10 when I did my first one, 9, 10, 11, 12, and then 12, 13 I did. And then one came out this morning talking specifically about the insomnia. Um, so Taylor, do you want to cue the first, uh, two videos and roll those for us? Let's do it. All right. Day one for me was um, I woke up feeling fine. I was a little bit sore that day. I noticed my glands were a little bit sore. Um, day two and three, my body was just really sore. No fever, no sore throat, no headache, none of the classic symptoms. Day one for me was um, I woke up feeling I, like on days three or four. Um, I felt very agitated, extremely irritable. At one point, um, I don't know if you've ever been at a place where you kind of feel like, okay, this is it like right now, if I don't fight through whatever is going on mentally or emotionally, I feel like I could slip to the other side and have a complete and utter breakdown. Day four, I felt better. Um, day five, I felt better and I was like, oh, okay, whatever this is, I'm really shaking it. Come the evening of five, day five, um, I noticed that 
Um, I was doing a lot of mouth breathing. My nose got really stuffy, at which point I felt like maybe I was having a sinus infection. I like on days three or four. So um, that's just kind of a couple of the clips. And I know, Brittany, you had texted me at one point and you were like, dude, I just saw your videos. Um, you know, when you saw all those, tell me what your thoughts were just from your perspective, not having had COVID and maybe not being aware of some of that side of it. Um, I think, well, not with this one, but with that very first one, I think the very first one you put out when you were in the hot tub and you were just like really struggling to like breathe and just really like slow, like your voice was slow. Your thinking was obviously slow. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is not the same person. <laughs> it's like, she's normally like quick, you know, talking fast, you know, and everything. And it was just like this, I don't know. It was definitely a spiritual thing just, just came over you. And I was like, this is just, it's not the same person. And it was really, that's the point where I was like, okay, this is kind of scary. Like before I was like, oh, COVID, eh. nobody around me had had it. Mm -hmm. um, but to see that, I was like, this is a little bit more serious um, than I thought. And then to hear that one, um, I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely um, not good. If someone I know is so spiritually in tune is having this kind of problems with the mind, then I know it's got to be affecting people. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, the first video that you're talking about is actually a live that I had done when I was sitting in the hot tub. And I, I think I was really kind of in survival mode at that moment, like just like reaching out to just be like uh, almost desperate as far as like, this is really awful. And the physical components obviously were awful. Um, but for me, it was the mental and the emotional that really shook me up. Um, and, and you kind of hit the nail on the head in really, in really saying like, you know, for me, I feel like, man, I almost pride myself and I'll say that word on like being girded up spiritually and being able to scripturally make those declarations and really speak against, you know, things that come after you. But this thing just came on me. But, um, like I said, in the, the video on day five, just unexpectedly, like days one through five, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm kicking whatever this is. At that point, I didn't even know I had COVID. Um, and then it wasn't until day five slash six that it was like this second wave. And it was, it was almost as if, honestly, and I really do want to talk about, obviously, the mental emotional side, but I want to talk about the spiritual side of things. Um, it really was like just a demonic spirit just came and just sat on me. Uh, so bizarre. I, there's, I, I can't describe it because it's, you know, you, it's hard to describe spiritual things. Um, mm -hmm. The more I have talked about it, the more I have had people reach out to me and um, say, oh my gosh, thank you. Uh, talking about uh, self-harm, people who also contemplated, like not necessarily contemplated, but had um, foreboding type thinking where they felt almost a little suicidal, um, which is, you know, honestly, just hearing that there were other people that were struggling with that made me feel better to make me feel like, okay, I'm not losing my mind. This is a part of the COVID. Um, but I can honestly see they, they say where a lot of, especially older folk or whatever, how they're doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden, boom, um, it just hits them and they give up. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talk about spiritual warfare. When you hear the term spiritual warfare, people think, you know, it's just this, this loud battling type thing. You know, we've got, we're marching, this kind of thing. But I mean, <laughs> we're the battle out. is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you think about it, I mean, the devil's playground, his battle is in your mind. So, I mean, that right there, the renewing your mind, the, the scripture, the um, reconciliations, that is spiritual warfare um, <clears throat> in a very real sense. Yeah, absolutely. Taylor, go ahead and play the last two videos as well. You got it. Thank you. five, six. So I lost my sense of smell. So at that point I was like, okay, I think I probably might have COVID. Um, y'all, my eyes were so, that was the other symptom that I had from the very beginning. Just when I would look around, my eyes hurt so bad. Um, so felt, um, terrible. I felt almost suicidal. Um, I felt this extreme, feeling of doom, suffocating, like more than just physically, just 
um, the utter feeling of hopelessness. Um, we're talking about how uh, mentally and emotionally, I felt like I was at the point of breaking. I was struggling with anxiety, panic, uh, feeling overwhelmed with doom and gloom. And as I started talking about it, um, as I was texting some people who have had COVID, they were like, oh my gosh, yes. Even nightmares, y'all, I've had the worst nightmares, the worst dreams. Um, for sure, 100% declarations of scripture. Um, having a conversation with the Lord, declaring what is true despite how I'm feeling. You are the breath of God. You are the breath that fills my lungs. I declare and I decree that healing is filling my body, that the blood of Jesus is girding me from the top of my head down to the tips of my toes. I thank you, God, that no affliction can befall me. I declare COVID, you are a lie. I speak against you in the name of Jesus. Um, but when mentally and emotionally, like everything about your circumstances, your reality is screaming against that, it is so hard to hold on to those truths. Like, like, look, you can tell I'm like, so still like very exhausted from fighting this battle. And if I was not or am not just continuously practicing the truths of the scripture, man, this would be a really tough thing to get through. And, and that's why I really want to share with you. It is evil. And I keep thinking all week about how John 10, 10 says that the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. He hates us. And, uh, but God says he is here to give us life and give it to us abundantly. So, I mean, obviously I'm still like super impacted, um, by how evil this thing is. And I, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm just like super vexed by it, you know? And, uh, for those of you who checked in on my prayer live Sunday night, <clears throat> I was talking about how, you know, I, I 100% believe that once you've been through something and you've been healed from something or you've been delivered from something that then you carry the anointing for the healing or for the deliverance. And, um, so I'm taking that very seriously and really just recognizing, um, that there is so much more going on here than just the battle with flesh and blood. I mean, it's never about flesh and blood. We, we know that Brittany, we know that, right? Like there's so mm -hmm. many things that we know. But when you're in the midst of, in the midst of just everything coming at you mentally, emotionally, physically, your very breath being what feels like pulled from you. Um, oh man, if you're, if we are not girded up and I think when I, at one point you and I were texting and I, and I said, like, I wasn't ready, like as, as girded up as I am, I wasn't ready. And, uh, I mean, obviously I'm still very shaken by the whole thing because I feel so bad for people who are in the midst of it and um, are still wrestling and don't have the tools um, to fight and battle scripturally. Yeah. And that was something when you said that, when you said I wasn't ready, I was like, I'm not ready. Like I, I need to, <laughs> I need to gird up. I need to be ready. If it's not COVID, it's going to be something else. So I have to be, to be ready to go. And I could see where the, the feeling better and then it coming back and hitting another wave and how, how that's like, we're so used to things coming easy. Um, I mean, yes. we, we've got it pretty easy over here, you know, in our, in our world and yeah. our bubble. So we're used to things happening pretty, you know, God comes through and then it, it goes away pretty quick, but to keep being pulled back down, pulled back down, that's a real test of your faith and your hope and where your hope is lying in all of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and when I think I talk a lot about perseverance and how I feel like that is the number one and one character that I feel like really is a key character in really, um, living your life to the fullness for Christ is the ability to persevere and, you know, I tell people all the time, like, it's, it's easy to be faithful in a moment. You know, when, when Jesus comes out and he says to the disciples on the boat, oh, ye of little faith. And, you know, just before that he had, they had been a part of the feeding of the multitude and now they hit the storm and, and they're just gripped with fear. And when he says, oh, ye of little faith, he's not talking about too little or too small of faith. He's talking about a short lived faith meaning that we have a hard time as a people of God really persevering in faith. And exactly what you just said was part of the challenge. Like you would, 
mentally and emotionally. So for the first four or five days, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was like, oh, oh, hell no, I'm fighting this. You know, I'm like, I mean, I was, I was Lisa. I did what I do, you know? And then by day seven, eight, nine, I, I literally read, just remember just praying for mercy and just kind of being like, okay, you know, I can't like, God, you're either going to either you're going to heal me or you're going to kill me, you know, or this is going to kill me. And, and I kind of, I honestly kind of almost reconciled like a new level or understanding of what it means to just surrender. Um, and just saying like, you know, and I'm not saying like that I wasn't still like fighting and battling, but there was a different, it was a restful, um, it was kind of a restful, like, okay, you know, God got my, my life is in God's hands here and whatever you decide to do with me, um, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I, I did, did, I did kind of have a conversation with the Lord about, I was like, but don't, don't heal me. And I don't have any remnants. Like I don't want to be weak and puny. So either heal me completely or take me now. <laughs> um, but th- those are the kind of conversations I was having with the Lord, you know, and just kind of really battling through this. Um, but I love that you brought up, um, that we do have it easy, you know, and we, um, a lot of times like, okay, yeah. And we, we expect the body to do what it's supposed to do, which is once you start feeling better, that you're going to continue to progress in that path. And I think that's one of the most wicked things about this virus is that it's, it tricks you like you, most people, if they're going to get that second wave, it is on that day, five, six, seven, which I had no idea, no idea. Um, I had no idea there was, I was like, Oh, whatever this is, I just have a little bug, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't have any of the classic COVID symptoms. I didn't have a headache. I didn't have a sore throat. I did not have a fever. I mean, I felt awful, um, but I didn't have those classic symptoms. And, you know, on day three or four, when I was kind of feeling better, that's when I was like, Oh, I probably just had a little bug of some sort. Um, and it wasn't really until again, like day six, seven or eight that I was like, Oh my gosh, what, what is happening here? So we have a couple of comments online. Um, I want to acknowledge, uh, thank you guys for joining in with us. Um, Tiffany Carlin, her love you friend, Tiffany, thank you so much for the nebulizer. <laughs> if you guys are in, if you're still just in day four or five or six, get a nebulizer, have it on hand. Cause let me tell you what, it was my breath for a couple of days other than the person of Jesus Christ, obviously. Tammy Murphy said I was definitely not ready. Um, I know she's still really going through a lot of this. Um, Elizabeth says, you don't think the flesh realm is useful for data collection and assessment. Don't you think the flesh realm is useful for data collection and assessment? Yes. I love that she, so let's talk about that for a minute. Um, because you know, the scripture does say it was good for me to be afflicted. Right. And so I know, um, we know that sin, sin is, you know, sickness, affliction is all a result of the fall. Um, and so we live in a broken, a very fallen world and sin resides in the body. Um, and so I, I do think that there was a good opportunity. I, I think this is what Elizabeth is referring to. I think there was a good opportunity in there for me to really just allow myself to take spiritual inventory, mental and emotional inventory. And again, some of that is what I was sharing with you, Brittany, and just basically saying, well, I wasn't ready. Like I need to get girded up to the same degree that I was reading scripture. I'm going to double that. I'm double, I'm doubling down. And, and I am, I am now I'm just angry, um, because, it, and I'm vexed like a spiritual vexation against just not just Corona, um, against virus and sickness and disease and the way that it's attacks, um, humankind. There was no disease in the, in the, in the garden of Eden. There was no, there was no affliction. There was no, you know, I mean, there, that was not God's design, um, and so because of the fall, it's something that we struggle with. It's something that we wrestle with, but it's not, not God's design for us. Um, so yes, I think it was a great opportunity for me personally to, um, mentally, emotionally, like I said, I think there was a new level of understanding of what it looks like to just lay in the palm of God's hand and say, I surrender. You got either, either heal me or don't either way. I'm good. Um, and just kind of reconciling again, that my hope wasn't in the healing. My hope was in God. Um, and that either way I'm going to be with God. Um, and I don't need to be doom and gloom, but those are some realities that we face when you're really sick like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I could see, I could see where like, um, those people who are isolated, I keep thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, if I got sick, like I would be isolated. <laughs> like 
my, my kids would be gone. Like I would, that's the worst part for me is thinking about it. It's like, I'm not scared of being sick. Um, because of what you said, I'm either going to get better or I'm going to, I'm going to die either way. But the, just being by myself and, and going through that and knowing that it's just me and the Lord at that point. And so I would feel for those people who have to have to battle on their own battle mm-hmm. with the Lord and by their side and not have any of that, not have someone there just to, just to touch you and yeah. just to say, Hey, we're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a huge difference. I know it, um, at one point I was kind of got up and was walking around and uh, my husband had gone cause he had a sinus infection. So he had gone to pick up his prescription and, um, sorry, I got a call. Well, even though I have my back. Okay. Um, and, and he was gone probably 30 minutes. And as soon as he left, I felt kind of some panic. And, you know, cause he's, you know, your, your husband and your spouse is such a calming, they become a, somebody who's a calming, should be anyways, a calming factor for you. And, uh, I, I called him and I said, where are you at? And he was like, I'm picking up my prescription. And I was like, okay, well, I need you to come home. And he was like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm feeling so panicked right now. I just, I, I don't know what's happening. I can't breathe. And this was like on day seven when the breathing really started just to get labored. And he was like, okay, well, what are you doing? I was like, I'm up walking around. I was outside, like walking around. Like I'm trying to walk around. I'm trying to, I can't breathe. I think I need to go to the emergency room. And he's like, okay, just calm. You know what I mean? And I was like, please, I just started crying. Like, please come home. Just come home. And he was like, okay, I'm, I'm coming home. <laughs> he's like, I'm on fire. And so, um, honestly, when he came in, he was like, okay, so t- take a deep breath. And he's like, it, it looks like you're getting air in. Cause I could, I could take a breath in, but it was like the air would go past. It was the weirdest feeling. So it's like the air wouldn't go past my lungs. It was like, it would just get stuck right here. And um, I was like, I know it looks like I'm breathing, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, and, and, you know, it's just in a, in a state of panic at that moment. And um, thankfully, I mean, I, I think he just didn't know what to do. He, he honestly just put his hand on my chest and started praying and was just like, we just speak against this right now in the name of Jesus. And I mean, he just really started warring. And, um, and I was doing the same thing for my mom last night, you know, as she was, you know, kind of, taking some breaths or whatever and her we've we've got a we've got the pulse oximeter or whatever thing now and so her her oxygen level's been real good so but you still feel like you're uh, I mean you know and she's like on day 12 and she's tired you know and uh so I that to me was key was being able to have people with me you know and a couple of comments online here um Shirley Greenroy who has also been She's on the other side of it. She said, all state, all, all being said are true statements. Mental and physical are subjected to this evil. Our spirit is still connected to God. Our confidence is in God, who is not subjective to evil or to this COVID, but God. Um, Michelle Quiek, which who is also a nurse, said, thank you for sharing, um, talking about this, Lisa. I would have been taken by complete shock if you hadn't, hadn't shared your experiences. Um, Emily says, sorry, late to the party. How's the rest of your family? We're getting there. Um, Brad's still just kind of laying around. I mean, we, we both tested negative on Monday. I'm going to test my mom today to see how she's testing. Um, she seems a little perkier today. Her coloring's better. Um, uh, Elizabeth is talking about the short lived Tiffany from Cincinnati says, hi. Uh, uh, all right. So lots of good comments here online. We appreciate you guys tuning in. If you have not seen all the YouTube videos, I think that was the, the uh, gist of the clips. Um, but I want to talk in general about um, the power of uh, spiritual declarations. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Scriptural declarations. <laughs> I'm still pretty slow, but that's okay. I'm coming around. Uh, scriptural declarations. Brittany, share with me just in general, your practice of spiritual and scriptural declarations. Just my general practice? <laughs> yeah, your general practice. Okay. I, know, I know you have a regular practice of declaring scripture. So talk to us about that. Well, yeah, I usually, um, I usually read scripture in the evenings before bed. Um, and it's one of my things, like as I finish reading, I will just go back. I'll just like lay there with the Lord and be like, okay, what are you kind of pointing out in this? And that's my time to just declare that over myself, you know, and say, okay, yep, I, I believe this for myself and this is true for me. 
Um, if it was true in the scripture, then it's true right now um, because the Lord never changes and he never changes his word. So that's just my, I just, I read and then I just asked the Lord, I was like, okay, what of this is, do I need to, to repeat back or to mm -hmm. believe for myself right now? Do you think that, um, again, like during a time where you're sick or you're ill and you can't necessarily look or read at scripture that you have been so adept and so practiced at scripture that you would be able to spit out or recall at least one or two? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I might not be able to sit there and, and remember everything, but yeah, I could definitely recall the few that you tend to go. I think you tend to go back to the same, the same few yeah. probably. And you know, and just, there's going to be things. And even if you don't remember, um, I fully believe that the Holy spirit will bring to your remembrance, um, yeah, what you need at, at that point. Yeah. I know there was a time for me and I say that because there was a time for me where it was like just kind of the same one or two declarations over and over again. And quite honestly, one of them was Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ mm -hmm. is Lord. You're the Lord of my mind. You're the Lord of my heart. You're the Lord of my chest. You are my breath. And just making those declarations. Um, and I say all that to say that, um, it doesn't have to be fancy, you know, and a lot of what I do, you know, the, the Sunday night prayer lives, the mirror talks on the YouTube um, channel, all of those things um, is to teach and train people like how do we do these declarations, the, the reconciling, um, the reconciliations in my books and those prayers, um, prayer practices, all of that is to teach and train people for such a time as this, that when we're in those moments, that it just becomes your automatic response, um, that you just immediately just begin to do your declarations and begin to declare what is true for you, despite what you're experiencing and you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So I know, um, I wanted you to share for a moment, uh, so let's, let's go kind of down the spiritual path for a moment. We've talked a little bit about the, the, uh, and this isn't just a COVID-19 thing, um, just affliction in general and how, uh, the enemy wants to take our life, you know, whether it's through mental, um, emotional sickness, physical sickness, whatever it is, he's, he just wants to steal our fullness and keep us from walking in the fullness of health and wholeness, um, <clears throat> but I know there were several people who had reached out to me and had gotten a specific word um, from the Lord or had had a vision. And you are one of those people. Do you care to share what the vision was that you had? Sure. Um, actually, it was just praying for you. You know, sometimes you don't know if the vision came first and then the prayer or the prayer than the vision. But mm -hmm. um, I feel like this time it was probably more the prayer than the vision. Um, but yeah, I was just, I became very vexed for what was happening. Um, I think you were pretty far along and things were like, just kind of kept dragging on. And I was like, you know what, as an intercessor for Lisa, I was like, I'm okay, we're done with this. And it was just like this, this rising up in me. And I was like, okay, Lord, we, um, you know, I just cast this uh, two things that came were spirit of affliction and spirit of death. I was like, we're just going to cast these things out. And I just, I was like, I just see these these things are being cast out. We're opening the windows where it's all being swept out. Um, and I was like, ask the Lord of like station angels upon each door and each window. And as I'm saying it, like I'm seeing it. And so I started seeing this vision and that's kind of how I know as I'm speaking it out, it's being performed is when I see it in the spirit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is, this is happening. This is being performed. Um, those angels are there. Um, they're going as everything's being swept out there being stationed so that, um, those spirits cannot come back, um, with their friends, um, and everything's <laughs> being kept out. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And uh, so I know I texted to you or something and I was like, and you did, I remember you saying later that you did open the windows and I was like, I was hoping that that would be, you know, your response, you know, that it would actually happen in the natural as well. Even if it hadn't happened in the natural, I still believe it, um, true in the spirit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was good. And I felt like that was going to be a turning point for the household. Um, not just you, but, um, for your entire household. Yeah. And I believe that it was. And, um, from my perspective in getting that visual. So what you hadn't known, and I told you was the night that night before, um, that I had actually had a dream slash again, a, 
I had a lot of insomnia during this. We haven't talked about that, but uh, where you are just so tired, so exhausted, but you just lay there and cannot fall asleep. And it's just so unnerving because the pillow hurts your head. You're just miserable. Your neck hurts, your ear hurts, like, cause you're laying on it too long and, and you're not falling asleep. And then you're sitting there in your own skin, uncomfortable with all the anxiety and aware of every breath, like literally aware. And, and you, you and I kind of have laughed in the past about how you're like, I hate when I become aware of my breath, you know? And I'm like, literally you're aware of your yes. heart beating. You can feel your heart beating and you're like, you know, just aware of every breath. And I'm telling myself mentally, okay, I just got oxygen. Okay. I just got oxygen, you know, just pulling in. And so you're just laying there. And so somewhere in there, as I was kind of in and out of sleeping, I had a very strong, um, either a vision or a dream of dark shadows just moving around my bedroom. Um, and, and again, I think that was kind of a, I believe, you know, that the Lord opened my eyes to see that, um, so that I could be very aware and a reminder that you're not wrestling with flesh and blood. You're wrestling here with, with powers of darkness and principalities. Um, and so for me, I was like, okay, uh, no. Uh, and then I woke up that next morning and that's when you had sent me that text about what the Lord had showed you. And so for me, when you get, when you get a prophetic word like that, and, and this is how, when we're, when we're, let's talk purpose when somebody sends you a prophetic word, there's an invitation there for you to act on that word. Um, mm -hmm. And so it would have been very easy for me to have been like, oh, well, I'm too tired. I can't because I was tired. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to crawl over to the window. I'm going to open up this window. I'm gonna, I, I, I was very specific to open up cross windows from our house. And I stood up and just started. And I remember like my kids were kind of chuckling. Uh, my husband was like, yes, get them out. You know? <laughs> no, we're done. I'm like kind of doing the sweeping motion, every black foul spirit, every affliction spirit of death. You're not welcome here. I plead the blood of Jesus. Um, and I really honestly felt, um, a shifting in that. And, and, and I want, I felt like this is so important to share because we do not, I think we say, we know the power of prayer. We know the, the power of that word of encouragement. We know that power of shooting somebody a text. I know Elizabeth McLaren had kept saying, the Lord keeps showing me the word pneuma, 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 which is breath, 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 breath. And I was like, oh, I'm clinging to that. I'm clinging to that. And she's not just a spiritual prophetic friend. She's also a nurse. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, and so I, I'm sharing all that because we do not realize the power and the necessity of us as a kingdom people uniting together and warring for each other. Mm -hmm. And that was a powerful moment for me, Brittany, when you sent that mm -hmm. to me, um, among several others, uh, I know Shirley Greenroy had sent me several, uh, visions of, uh, that she had had of men in, um, lab coats and just being empty and just kind of demonic people, just, uh, crafting this virus out of evil. Um, and just really feeling compelled to pray and intercede for their salvation, for the salvation of so many people. And um, I, I just, I think, I don't think, I, I know more than ever. Like, I, I think I thought, but now it's like, now I know that I know. <laughs> like, we have to recognize the power of sending, when you're praying for somebody and you get a visual or you get a word, you send that to them. And if you're the person who's getting a word and somebody prays for that, he prays for you, recognize there's an invitation there for you to take a hold of that word, take it back to the spirit and say, what do I do with this word? Do I just throw it to the ground and ignore it? Or do I get up and do I act on this word and say, this was a word for me and I'm going to speak it into existence and I'm going to begin to manifest it in my actions right now. And th these, we're just really going down the path of spiritual warfare here today, because this is where it's at. Like we um, I really think the, the church, the kingdom people, and I'm sorry if I offend people, but we've been getting our butts kicked. Like we, I, I think you nailed it earlier when you said we've had it easy. Like, we're mm -hmm. just like, Oh, you know, and then we give up, we throw in the towel. Um, we don't know what it means to persevere. Um, and so I, I, I know, um, that there's, you know, a rising coming up inside of me. Um, and I, I, you know, the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. This is the good that God is bringing out 
of COVID. And for that, it was worth it that I am just so much more determined to rise up and say, look, we as a people of God have got to start uniting. We've got to stop disagreeing on stupid stuff. We've got to start uniting. We've got to start warring for one another. You've got to take the risk to look hokey and mokey and send somebody that text when you have a vision, when you, I, I don't care, you know, I don't care. Look, if, um, I heard somebody speaking the other day and said, like, if somebody, if I came up to you, Brittany, and I, I doused you with gasoline and then I lit you on fire and you were on fire, you wouldn't care what your person, the person on your right or your left thought. You wouldn't be worried about them catching. You would only be concerned. You would be feeling the fire. And that's how it is with the Holy Spirit in a, in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be doused in, in the, the gasoline of the Holy Spirit and I want to be lit on fire to the point where I don't care what people on the right or to the left think about me. We've got to stop worrying about, you know, taking the spiritual stance and interceding from a spiritual perspective um, because it, it is all connected. I think Elizabeth, you know, kind of hit the nail on the head in regard to um, like, like all of these components are connected and we have to, as a people of God, be fighting and be warring. And that's how I was last night for my mom. I was like, oh, oh, hell no, 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 no you don't get to bypass my bedroom and then come and sit in my mom's, you know? Mm. And so I was like, I'm going to sit in this bed. I'm going to sit in this chair and I'm going to keep watch throughout the night. And if you come into this room, you and I are going to have it out and I'm going to win again because God wins every time. Mm. So I'm obviously like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I think um, that's something I've had to come to to learn. And it's just something by practicing and doing, and then even like getting the feedback sometimes is okay. When I have this, this vision or this word or something to actually do it. And then, and because in the beginning, you're like, was that me? Was that, you know, it really doesn't matter if it's encouraging to the person yeah, there you go. uplifting and scriptural. It doesn't matter if you think it came from you or you think it came from the Holy Spirit. It's, it's still going to accomplish because the word will always accomplish. So, um, and I believe, you know, I kind of feel like if I had sent that and you hadn't have done the prophetic act, I still believe that it, the prayer would have worked and in the, in yeah. the spirit, it would have worked. But I believe you doing the prophetic act was only increasing your, you know, giving you encouragement and, um, you know, bring uplifting your spirits as well, um, Mm -hmm. just by doing the act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that partnership that I got to engage in with God in the manifestation of what he was already doing, because let's be already doing it even before he gave you the vision. Right. And then he invited you in to come into an agreement with what he was doing. And then you invited me in to come into an agreement with what he was doing. And so God is the, you know, he's the initiator. He's always working in the spirit. Um, but you've got to look past the physical, you've got to look past the natural realm and into the spirit to really say, okay, what's going on here in the spirit and show me how to battle from a spiritual perspective instead of just a physical perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was key for me. Um, a lot of um, comments uh, that I'm going to read here in a minute, but one of the things I wanted to share as well was, um, you, you know, obviously people like when you put stuff out on Facebook, I realize that people are always going to like throw out all their advice. Um, which kind of makes me chuckle because sometimes I'm like, people give unsolicited advice and that's okay. Everybody, there's good, good meanings, good intentions. Um, but what I was talking to one of my clients yesterday and both of us walk kind of in a, everybody walks in an anointing, but both of us walk in a, just what I feel like is a very powerful anointing and have a very high capacity of functioning, very successful. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. Like, so, but her and I are both also very healthy people. Um, and so I, I have to say that, um, and this, this is not intended to be offensive at all. It just is what it is. I'm being honest and being raw. Like a lot of the things when people are like, take your vitamin D, take your vitamin C, drink lots of water, get lots of rest. I honestly wanted to respond and say, y'all, I do that all the time. And if you're not doing that all the time, then you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to take a moment to say like, we, as a people of God need to recognize that there's a part that we play in walking in health. Like take care of yourself. You can't eat bonbons and donuts for the rest of your life. And then assume you're never like, so when, I mean, I take 10,000, 10, national inner unit, international units of vitamin D every day. I take 2000 milligrams of vitamin C. That's my life. I take vitamin D every day. I drink a ton of water every day. I am, you know, Brittany, I'm like 10 30. I go to bed. I've got a pretty good, um, resting regimen. 
I exercise, I work with a nutritionist, I work with a, and so, and again, I'm not trying, I appreciate all the advice, all the, but what I want to say to those people is if you are only doing that, when you feel affliction coming on you, then you are not girding yourself up. It is time for us to get healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, or we are going to get our butts kicked. Hmm. And so I, so I said, I, I was talking to a friend. I was like, I do this stuff every day. Like why, why you people don't take vitamin C every day? Like, uh, you know, eat your greens. I eat my greens every day. I have kale every day. I have spinach every day. I eat veggies every day, I eat fresh fruits every day. Like that's my life. And it should be your life too. Like this, it's time for us to get healthy. We've got to get healthy. So mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, anyway, so that's my rant on that. <laughs> Tammy Murphy says, I understand that feeling of darkness of hovering in my room. I can specifically remember the morning I woke up and looked around and knew that foul spirit was definitely gone. And she had texted me that morning about 5 a.m. She's like, I don't know what it was. About 5 a.m. I woke up and I feel like that. I feel like it just left. My son, who's 21, he was like, it's the weirdest thing. He was like, I feel like I woke up this morning and COVID left my body. Like, I know that I know that if I, even though I don't feel well, I know that I know that if I tested today, I would test negative. Like, I feel like something is different mentally and emotionally. And that's a 21 year old boy that just, you know, said that and was like, you know, and he was pretty sick with it as well, because of course, apparently one of my superpowers is I'm a super spreader and I spread it to everybody in my house, other than my 15 year old daughter and my Turner and Cecily did not get it. Um, but otherwise, um, I thought that was very interesting um, that he felt just a, a strong shift as well when he felt like it had left his body, which again, gives way to that spiritual, you know, spiritual connotation there. So Tiffany says preventative healthcare, number one. Yes. So that goes back to this month. I'm doing um, a series on mental, emotional first aid. Um, if you did not listen to my podcast episode that came out talking about how do I minister uh, mental, emotional uh, first aid to myself, first and foremost, um, how do I stop being so busy and start taking inventory of gather and gather awareness of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling in a moment. Um, I believe starting on Friday uh, is a YouTube series on mental, emotional uh, first aid. The first episode is on habits, how habits are built specifically. How does habitual thinking and habitual feeling get developed in our life? Um, these uh, YouTube series, the YouTube series is going to be a little more interactive um, doing an exercise where we're really just taking time to mentally become uh, aware Let's get curious about ourselves in a moment. Self-discover. What am I thinking right now? Why am I thinking it? Practice that. Um, that goes to that preventativeness so that I'm not living my life in reaction, um, but I'm living my life um, with a um, controlled spiritual response like Jesus did when he pushed the pause button and said, excuse me while I draw on the sand and I'm not given to the drama at the moment. And I really think about what's happening right now and what is the right response. Um, so all of this is connected. Um, so when Tiffany said preventative healthcare, we're talking about preventative physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So those declarations come into that preventative care, basically girding up. The Bible says that we should put on the full armor of God so that when um, the day of battle comes, you will stand. It doesn't say when you're in the day of battle, you better hurry up and grab your armor of God. Cause guess what? You guys, it's going to be too late. And I'm telling you, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but I am going to be ready. I am getting ready. I am getting ready. So if you're not following my YouTube channel, um, go there, click subscribe. I know Brittany, you've been watching it. Um, I know several people, if you've been watching some of the YouTube, you're going to start seeing a shift where I'm going to start doing three or four series. Um, they're going to be a little bit longer. We were just kind of getting up and running, kind of trying to get the subscribers up a little bit. But at this point, um, <clears throat> I just want people to be girded up. I want the kingdom. I want the kingdom of heaven to be the head like we're supposed to be <laughs> and not the tail. So, uh, Brittany, any final comments from you? Um, I would say if you haven't listened to the new one on the podcast, the mental health first aid. It was great. And it's one of the things that has really, I have really implemented and helped me the whole with your emotions and your feelings, which is also an enforcing you, the 
I identify, define, determine, decide, do, or whatever the five D's. Um, that it has been um, amazing for me because because of my the way my mind works and everything. I'm a, very much a thinker and I'm not a feeler. So when I have emotions, I don't know what to do with them or what they are, and it just completely throws me off. So that has been a game changer. Listen, it's good. That. Um, I know in the YouTube series that I'm doing, I said the first one I talked about habits, and then I do go into each step of de define, identify, decide, declare, and then do. So there will be an episode on each one of those steps where I'm actually just kind of walking you through, like take a moment here to gather awareness. Let's take a moment to define what am I thinking? How am I feeling? Um, and really trying to teach people to become more self-aware. A lot of people don't realize that self-awareness is the number one predictor of overall success. Um, it's the key to emotional intelligence, which we're hearing so much about nowadays. And, um, and so we have to practice self-awareness and that's going to require us again, to push that pause button two or three times a day and learn how to gather awareness. Um, be curious about yourself, um, get in touch with your body, allow the Holy spirit to scan you. The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is like the lamp of the inmost being. It searches the inmost being. It's the lamp of the Lord it searches the inmost being. We know the psalmist says, search me and seek me, examine me, see if there be any wicked way in me. That requires us to stop. We have to be intentional to do that and not be afraid to really take a look inside and do a body scan, mind scan, heart scan. So all of that is coming down the pipeline. Um, still have a few openings for my goal coaching session on January 21st. If anybody's interested in that, it's only $25 to sign up for that. It's virtual. So it's open to anybody in Cincinnati. But otherwise, um, stop by All Things New this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm excited about the new apparel. It is very boutique-like. If you guys have not been through, you are missing out. So stop by, grab a drink, sip and shop, and support our mission at Crazy 8 Ministries. But otherwise, Taylor, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Thank you for joining Alrighty, us today. All righty, great show. See you, Brittany. A good one. Bye. I'll see you in three more days.